I started running again with some local 5Ks just for the hell of it, probably 2014, maybe 2013, but I think it was 2014. Uh, so there was about a seven-year gap uh, of running. Um, it was just very humbling because I went from, you know, mentally going, oh, yeah, I can run a mile, no problem, or I can run, you know, 5K, you know, if I have to. Like, it's just no big deal. And I ran out, went out for my first run that I was, you know, just going to, yeah, I'm going to start training for a 5K. Um, and I went out, I maybe, I maybe got a half mile down the road. And I had to stop, turn around, and walk home because I was just so out of shape and so beyond anything. And I was like, what the heck? (laughs) Welcome to Part-Time Athletes, a podcast that interviews everyday people about their fitness journeys. That was Aleva. She's a long-distance runner based in Buffalo. And this is your host, Brie Outside. Today, we're going to talk to Aleva about her running journey. Leva's run, at least at the time of the interview, seven full marathons and nine half marathons. And that's only counting the official ones. So just a quick disclaimer, uh, if you choose to apply any advice or opinions from this podcast or its guests, you do so at your own risk. All right, athletes, let's get started. So according to your Instagram profile, it says you did seven full marathons and nine halves. Is that still true? Uh, yes. Um, I've, those are ones that I've done in some sort of an official capacity. Um, yeah, I saw you did a half like the other day or was it yesterday? Yeah. 13, 13 one is not a long run for me. Um, I mean the last, most of the last two months, my long runs during the weekends were our back to back uh, doubles, and I think they average like 18 to 23 or 25 for some of the longer ones. So that that's just standard long run range for me, and I'll do those back to back. Wow, so you're a real hardcore endurance athlete. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Like, I, I just kind of ended up into it with quarantine. I was like, eh, why not run an ultra? Okay, so let's before I start with the beginning, how, wait, so what ultra, ultra are you training for or have you done? Um, so I was thinking of signing up for a race down in Pennsylvania. It's the Lost Turkey race or something. I, I don't know the exact name of it. I uh, ended up not signing up for it because I didn't know if I wanted to travel still with COVID or yeah. how I felt about the race. Um, so I'm actually just kind of going to do it on my own. Um Wow. A friend of mine had done it on his own along the Erie Canal earlier, uh, sometime in March or April. Uh, I, I'd have to look it up to see when. Uh, and it kind of put the thought in my head. Uh, so I'm going to go uh, along Lake Erie, the Niagara River, and then end up at the, the entrance or the intersection with Lake Ontario. Uh, and how long? How many miles? That'll be 50. Wow. That's a lot to do on your own. I think even a marathon is a lot to do on your own. <laughs> You know, um, I did a virtual marathon and ran it pretty much solo. Um, I had a couple friends the last few miles to kind of tag with me, and I was still trying to, like, race it in a sense. The adrenaline wasn't there. The feeling wasn't there. And so I just I, I just tanked it, um, which is fine. Um, but 
it, it didn't go so well. And I, I remember thinking, I'm like, I'm never going to do one of these again. Um, at least not with a time goal. Like if I'm just going to finish it, it's one thing to finish it. Like I can go out, run a ma- run a marathon and be fine with it. Um, but if I'm going to put myself on any pressure to, to run a time, I can't do it virtually. I, I just can't. It's, it's hard without, yeah, the crowd and the aid stations and the other mm-hmm. runners. Yeah, it's really hard. Um, wow, you are Definitely a real hardcore endurance athlete, at least in my mind. But how did you get started running, or when did you get started? Oh, man. Um, this is funny. Um, I was in gym class in seventh grade. Uh, we had the quote-unquote cross-country unit uh, for gym. Um, I ended up being second in the 800, three-quarter mile, and mile Um and the gym teacher, who was also the cross-country coach um, for middle school, um, kind of kept bugging me. He said, hey, you should come out for the cross-country team. Hey, you should come out for the cross-country team. And he kept um, getting the other kids to kind of pester me to come out for the cross-country team. I eventually caved and, and showed up, uh, which was kind of fun, uh, to be honest. Uh, at that point, middle school cross-country is a mile and a half with long races. It's not standardized, so some races were a mile and a half, one were, some were 1.3, some were 1.7. Uh, the long one uh, was two miles. Um, but otherwise, they were fairly short, uh, and I had no problem with those. I enjoyed them. They were long for my taste. When indoor track started, I gravitated for towards the 400 meter um, and the 800. And I ran those uh, quite fast. Um, and then that was what I ended up really enjoying um, throughout the rest of high school. Um, when I moved to high school, cross-country switched to 5K. Uh, and I just felt that mentally that was too long and too annoying. So I, I kind of stepped away from cross-country. I ran it each year, but I don't think I ever enjoyed it. Um, I just kind of just as conditioning, uh, for the track season for indoor and outdoor, I'd run 400, 800, uh, 400 hurdles. And, uh, when the coaches, uh, needed a body for any other event, I was usually the first one to be thrown into something because I ran mile, two mile on occasion, on occasion. I ran steeplechase. I did, um, we did a four by mile relay once, which was a lot of fun. I did distance medley, sprint medley, high hurdles, uh, intermediate hurdles. I did triple jump. Um, so I was kind of all over the place. Um, my coach ended up pretty much telling me that I should have been running a mile the whole time because um, I was probably strongest at that distance, but it was too long for me. And then did you keep running? in school after that or um so i started undergraduate and i didn't actually i so i went to states uh for our four by four relay my junior and senior year of high school um and but i never got a scholarship or anything for running or, or anything on that aspect um and i did the conditioning program for indoor track um, at the school I was at, um, and, but I never actually ran a meet. Um, I ran a couple of the time trials, uh, was doing pretty well on the team. I was either second or third, um, 400. Um, 
but I just ended up not sticking with it uh, for a, a various number of reasons. Uh, and that was my freshman year. Um, ended up stopping running pretty much completely um, and stopping really any physical activity. I started playing a lot of video games, which I still do today. Um, but I think it was a couple of years out of college, out of uh, undergrad. So that was my first year of undergrad was 2000, fall of 2007. And I started running again with some local 5Ks just for the hell of it, probably 2014, maybe 2013, but I think it was 2014. Uh, so there was about a seven-year gap uh, of running. Um, it was just very humbling because I went from, you know, mentally going, oh, yeah, I can run a mile, no problem, or I can run, you know, 5K, you know, if I have to. Like, it's just no big deal. And I ran out, went out for my first run that I was, you know, just going to, yeah, I'm going to start training for a 5K. Um, and I went out, I maybe, I maybe got a half mile down the road and I had to stop, turn around and walk home because I was just so out of shape and so beyond anything. And I was like, what the heck? <laughs> uh, so I, I definitely worked myself back up from there. I was running 5Ks because, well, that's what I figured what was all available. That, that's all the road races in the area. Um, so that's, I figured I could run a few 5Ks. Um, you know, they were long in my mind, but I, I enjoyed the, uh, I don't know, I enjoyed starting to run again. It was, it was nice. That's crazy that you think a 5K, or you thought a 5K was long, and now your normal long run is around 18 miles. <laughs> <laughs> That, that's the short long runs, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what about, when did you do your first full marathon, and what was that like for you? So I guess I'll, I'll back up just quickly. I ran my first half marathon in 2015, um, kind of as a, well, I'll run a half marathon. That doesn't seem too bad. Um, and I got to mile 10, and I remember there was this one poor soul who was at the top of the top of probably I think it was the fourth hill because it was in Rochester, New York. Uh, and not if, if for the people that don't understand the geography, there's a huge gorge uh, that goes straight through the city. Um, and and there's, a, there's a huge, massive drawbridge at one point. Um, but the course was changed that year to go up and down that gorge. I think it was four times for the half marathon. It was brutal um and i had no clue going in what was going on um and i got to mile 10 top of this hill this poor soul and i'm like this i i, I swore i i grumbled i screamed and he was just laughing I, I'm, I'm obviously he was taking it in good spirit um and i remember kind of telling myself i'm never gonna run a full i'm probably never gonna run another half again this is awful um Fast forward a couple of years, uh, a couple of half marathons later, and I decided that I was going to run the Niagara Falls Marathon. Um, and that was in, see, I don't actually remember the date. I heard I that's a really it. good one. It's like It is a really cool one. So it starts in, in Buffalo, and it crosses the one of the bridges here, uh, and it actually traverses along the Niagara River pretty much on the river itself and runs along the whole way to 
um, Niagara Falls, and it, you finish right on the falls. It's absolutely gorgeous. Um, it was in 2017, um, and I only remember that because I remember doing one of my – I remember signing up for the Buffalo Half Marathon for 2017 and going on a training – just a casual training run um, and decided – to just see how I could do for a half marathon, just, just casually. Uh, and I ran a pretty solid time. And I thought to myself, well, if I can already do a half marathon, the race is six weeks out, like maybe I can do the full. Uh, so I changed my registration to the full. And so I ended up running two full marathons that year. Both were horrible experiences. Um, Buffalo ended up being scorching hot. I, it was, it was exhausting the whole way. I was just dying of, um, thirst the whole time, just couldn't keep hydrated. And so I ended up just kind of slogging it into a, a point. It, it was still a decent time. Uh, it was under four hours. Um, so it was still, still a solid time. Um, and, but I just, I, I struggled the whole way. Um, and then I kind of took a break, which turned into a longer break. Uh, and then I ended up running the Niagara Falls Marathon, which was into a headwind the whole way because uh, it's point to point. Um, it was really hot and I had not been training uh, effectively. So I ended up running like 422. I was grumbling the whole way. I think I, was, I started walking um, a significant portion of the way on the back half. Um, so it, it was just an awful experience. So uh, looking back, I wish that I had enjoyed the scenery and enjoyed everything else that was going on in the race. Um, because even though it was a horrible run, it was it was a great experience. And I really want to do that race again. Plus, it's incredibly cheap. It was like $40 Canadian, or it was like $60 Canadian, which at the time was like $40 US. No way. Yeah, That's dead serious. So cheap. <laughs> It was so cheap. Um, I mean, I signed up a year in advance, and so I got the early bird pricing. But, yeah, like, there is no way that you can run a full marathon that's well-supported um, and finish at the top of Niagara Falls. Like, you can just see it going down. You're following the river the whole way. You can hear the roar. You see the mist. It, it's it's absolutely breathtaking for a finish, um, all for like $65 Canadian, um, which again, for here, um, as long as you have a passport, crossover, um, it was, it was $40, uh, obviously not right now for COVID, but yeah, it was, it was one of the best choices of my life, but it was also a horrible race. <laughs> What's been your favorite marathon or half marathon so far? My favorite half marathon, I'm, this is going to be a two-parter question or answer, um, my favorite half marathon was shortly before the Niagara Falls Marathon. Uh, on the U.S. side, there's a half marathon called the Mighty Niagara Marathon. And that runs just north of Niagara Falls along the river um, to Lake Ontario. And then it turns and follows the shoreline, um, sort of, um, and finishes on the lake. Uh, it's an absolutely gorgeous course. It's downhill course. It's fast. The weather was perfect, and I ran a huge PR that day. Um, and I was just—I I was really excited. It, it was an absolutely wonderful race, um, and it, it 
it really re-sparked the love of running and, and really kind of pushing myself because I could, you know, achieve some really cool things. Um, of course, that was followed up with an awful race in Niagara Falls, but it kept me going uh, and, and keeping me going. Um, fast forward a couple years to last year, um, 2019, I ran the Shamrock Marathon um, in Virginia Beach. And even with all the travel snafus and everything else that we had to deal with, um, it, uh, I went down there with my best friend. She ran a huge PR for her half marathon. I ran a huge PR from a marathon. We celebrated. Um, and it was just, it was a wonderful time uh, just to enjoy together. Um, I, I totally bombed uh, the, the, the back half of the course. I went out way too strong or way too fast. But it, it's still my it's still my PR, um, and it's a it was a fantastic time. Uh, it was it was great hanging out with her um, and another friend um, as we kind of explored the boardwalk and and had plenty of laughs along the way. Oh my gosh! Um, and um, yeah, and then on a whim, I signed up for the Buffalo Marathon, which was six weeks or eight weeks later or something like that. Um, and I was trying for a Boston qualifier. I knew I was close, um, but the, the weather got, it was a weird weather day. Uh, and so I ended up not hydrating as well as I should have. Um, the south half of the course was in total, was in fog, like in thick, dense fog the whole time. Whereas the north half of the course was in sunlight, just um, beaming down on you. So there was probably a 20 or 30 Fahrenheit um, difference in temperature um, between, in terms of like how you felt and everything like that. And then, uh, so I, I kind of bonked on the back half of the course and I decided, well, I don't care. Um, I'm just going to have fun. And so I was cheering the whole way, cheering the runners that were, kind of struggling and helping them keep going um, even as I was struggling um, and I remember taking with like two or three beers along the back uh, the last three or four miles just because why not like I was there to have fun uh, and so that was a really cool experience um, seeing all the some friends along the, the sidelines cheering on and everything it was cool what keeps you motivated, especially this year with a lot of events getting canceled? And so I know races are a huge motivator because you have a date that you have to be ready for. Um, but what's keeping you motivated otherwise to do those really long runs? Um, let's see here. When COVID hit, I had my goal marathon, which was supposed to be the Glass City Marathon in Toledo. Um, and when that was canceled, it, it really bummed me out. Um, and I had points where I didn't want to run. Um, I had points where I really wanted to run, and it was just a mental weird spot, uh, which probably led for part of why I didn't do as well as I had hoped. Um, I took a couple weeks off to kind of reset my mind mentally. Um, and then I decided that, or me and a friend decided that we were going to run a marathon 
um, to her parents' house, just kind of on a whim. Um, and we were really excited about into it and really talking into it. And then as we got closer to it, we we're like, well, we have nothing going on. Why don't we, and I, as we got closer to it, um, I was thinking that I kind of wanted to run an ultra. I mean, we had all this time to spare. I had toyed with it in my mind. My coach is an ultra runner. Um, and he kind of put the bug in my ear. Um, and so I was talking with her and I said, well, instead of the marathon, why don't we do like an ultra? We could go up and down the Letchworth State Park and then finish at your parents' house. We could do 50 miles. We could have a good time with it. We could joke, laugh, you know, not care about time, just enjoy the, the experience. Um, and she was on board. I was on board. Um, and we got a couple other friends to get on board. Um, fast forward a few other weeks. She got injured. Another person got injured. Another person dropped out. So it was just me. Um, and I decided that I, I just wanted to do it. Just say I ran a 50 miler and you don't have that satisfaction. Um, so I told my coach and he got me a nice plan and having a plan has been nice. Uh, it keeps me honest, uh, especially with a coach. Um, you know, having that, having that person check in on me to keep a, keep my schedule has been big because otherwise I think I would have gotten really lax uh, and stepped away from it much sooner and been much less rigorous. Um, it's been great for my fitness, even when I wasn't training hard, it was great for keeping a baseline um, and, and getting myself ready for what could happen. Um, and where and did was, you find your coach? Um, he was my, it's going to be interesting. He was my church pastor for several years. Um, and it was just one of those weird things where I heard one day, it's like, oh, why isn't he here? Oh, well, he's running the Rochester Marathon. I was like, oh, that's weird. Um, and then I see in the newspaper the next day um, that he had won the Rochester Marathon. I was like, oh. Wow. <laughs> and, and he's he doesn't like running marathons. He thinks they're too short. Um, his thing is he's a 100-mile ultra runner. And he loves those races. Uh, so, you know, uh, his training runs um, will be two back-to-back -back marathons on a Saturday and Sunday. Uh, so he knows his stuff. Um, he's very knowledgeable. He's very smart. Um, I haven't gotten injured. And when I've been feeling sore, he's been really good at um, stepping me back um, and figuring out what I need to adjust uh, to keep me healthy. And it, it's been it's been almost flawless uh, working with him this past year almost. Um, so yeah, it, it was just kind of like this random happenstance. Um, he changed to a different church um, and I honestly pretty much stopped attending churches um, and um, he reached out for something semi-church related that he knew I had some knowledge in and uh, I and I reached back out to kind of get an interest for coaching because um, I knew that I was close to a Boston qualifier. I just wasn't quite there and I needed, and I needed the extra help uh, to, uh, and the support to get there. Of course, COVID and, you know, whatever. This is kind of an easy, well, I hope it, every time I think I have like an easy, like 
last question. People always think it's really hard. So I hope you think this is an easy question, but, um, what's your, what would you say out of like all of your running gear, your shoes, your clothes, watch, um, water bottle, whatever you have, um, what, what's your favorite piece of gear been so far, just in case other people are looking for, you know, ideas? Um, favorite, favorite, um, for all the ladies out there, uh, I have a koala clip. And so what it is, is just a, it's a pouch. Um, you say you koala can, clip? Koala clip, yes. You know, uh, I haven't heard of that, is, so I'm learning. <laughs> the, the slogan is, we've got your back. Uh, and so the cool thing is that it's got a clip with a magnet, uh, set of magnets on it. And in the pouch, which is zippered, um, you can put your phone, you can put keys, money, cards, whatever you need in there. Um, there's different sizes, uh, and it clips on um, on the back with your sports bra. Uh, so I, it sits between your sports bra and your your back, and so it, it holds. Uh, there, it's not jostling around. It's not moving. You don't have to worry about an armband that's cutting off your circulation or you don't a belt any, that's like, riding up. You don't get any uncomfortable chafing or anything with your longer runs using something like that? No, I actually okay. forget that it's there. I'm going to um, have to look this up because, yeah, running with the belt sometimes gets kind of annoying. People say it rides up or it's falling down or it's, it's bouncing someplace like that. You know, yeah. this, this is great. It just clips on. It's, I will say it's a little tricky to get used to the first few times, you know, getting the right arm position. Um, but once you get used to it, it works like a charm. Um, I can, I've had my phone in there. I have my ID, but I'm going on some really wonky runs. I'll have my, uh, the credit card. I'll have, um, my insurance card. Um, I'll, I'll put a stash of money in there. The, the great part is it's sweat. Uh, it's either sweat. I think it's sweat resistant. There's some moisture that gets in there, but it's not like my phone. I take it out as swap. It is soaking wet. It, it might be a little moist, um, but otherwise, um, I have no issues of my phone getting drenched. I'll, I'll put money in there, and it's it's pretty much dry uh, the whole way. Even when it rains on me, uh, it still stays pretty pretty much nicely dry. Um, so the material shoes are great. Um, the zipper is is wonderful. Um, everything just holds up nicely. Um, some of the having a little pocket in them uh, so you can keep your credit cards, um, keys, or stuff like that in a much more readily accessible um, spot. I, I can't give enough praise to it. It, it's, it solved everything I, I needed out of it um, so I can carry my phone um, as I run, listen to music on my headphones, or um, I have aftersho aftershocks. They're great. Love them. Um, and yeah, and it's just it's best best twenty dollars I've been or twenty five dollars or whatever it is um, I've ever spent. <laughs> I'm super glad I asked you because now I have something to look up. <laughs> yes. Um, and then to spread the word, it's great. Uh, it's a local um, a local uh, lady um, had the idea together, put it together, and has been marketing it the past two or three years. So you know, supporting those small businesses and things like that. Yeah, that's even, that makes it even more something I want to check out because, yeah, small business is everything. Is there anything else related to your running journey that you wanted to, like, 
talk about or use this platform for? I think mostly it's just for running for me, it was just, it was finding a place for myself. Um, and initially it was just a place to kind of get away from the world. And then it, it turned into a place of, um, friendship and love and support. Uh, and then it turned into a place of, um, real enjoyment, um, and, and achievement and accomplishment and, um, while continuing to be, you know, support and love and everything like that. So it's just, I don't know, just running for me has just always been, you know, finding what feels good for you because then it makes running or, or the sport, whatever you're into, um, that much more enjoyable. I want to say thanks again to Oliva for agreeing to be on the podcast and taking the time to do the interview. I really appreciate it. You know, we're all extremely busy in our day-to-day lives and with work. And then, of course, our sports of choice. So I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to do the interview. And then I want to say thanks to you, the listener, for listening to part-time athletes out of all of the other podcasts, music, audiobooks, whatever it is that you could be listening to. I really appreciate you choosing this podcast. On that note, um, if you have a few minutes and you don't mind, I would love to have you review the podcast on Apple Podcasts, An Honest Review. Um, and also, I wouldn't mind um, hearing from you at BrieOutside.com or on Instagram. I'm at BrieOutside or on Twitter at BrieOutside. Go ahead and tell me what episode has been your favorite so far, uh, what kind of sports you'd like to see next, or if you'd like to be on the show, don't hesitate to contact me. I'm always looking for guests. But that's all for this week, athletes, and I hope you tune in on Tuesday. Tuesday.